Coming up on NRL Teams, will Benji be benched again? Or will Michael Maguire call on Marshall to take on North Queensland, who are without some key Cowboys? A couple of big-name Broncos are back, but will they help buck the trend as Brisbane aim to avoid a fourth straight loss? The panel discusses if Parramatta are genuine Premiership contenders as they prepare to take on Teddy's Roosters in a round jam-packed with mouth-watering matchups. And Coach Kamali eats humble pie as Cameron Smith reminds us why nine doesn't go into seven. Hello and welcome to NRL Teams, brought to you by Telfast, Robbie Farrah, Brett Kamali. Uh, great to see you both oh. back. I just got the backhander away straight Come off the man. top. Straight off the top of the show, just give it to me before I can even get into the show. Why not? Cam Smith, he looks pretty good at nine. He played very good at nine. And obviously, uh, you know, the quick play the balls, Melbourne Storm Blue, the Knights away in the middle. Cameron Smith just picked and choose what runners come onto the ball and it was a... Masterclass 9 performance, Zach, as you're right. OK, we'll talk about him shortly. Speaking of world-class 9s, un unfortunately and sadly, uh, the game of rugby league lost one of its true greats over the weekend in Noel Kelly, who passed away at the age of 84. And when I say true greats, it certainly was the case. Ned was named in the original 100 greatest players of the game in the first century in 2008. He was also named captain and hooker of the West Magpies team of the century. And even better, he was the game's team of the century hooker in 2007. Uh, Robbie, a West legend, and you plan, uh, spent plenty of time with him. Uh, what impact did he have on you and your career? He's such a great man, uh, one of the great characters of our game. Obviously a legend on the field for, for what he did for cl at club level and uh, for his country. But uh, at the Tigers, he was around the club all the time. Obviously our Player of the Year award was named after uh, him, the, the Kelly Barnes Award. So uh, he was always around and uh, he's one of those people that you know, every time you bumped into him, you left with a smile on your face having spoken to him. He's just had this, this nature about him. He always had a yarn to tell. He always had a joke to tell. Uh, he was just a great person uh, and it's a, it's a sad day for everyone that uh, he's no longer with us anymore. But uh, yeah, hopefully um, he'll long be remembered. I know he will be at our club um, and hopefully for all the game. Yeah, well said, Robbie, and our thoughts are with the entire Kelly family. All right, let's look back at uh, Robbie and Noddy's predictions for round five. Well, I had James Tedesco to score a double last week. Obviously, we just put him on ice and bring back this week. He'll score a double. James Tedesco grabs a hat-trick here tonight. They probably won't win, but I'll give him a chance. I don't think it's a, a foregone conclusion as everyone else thinks, so... The dogs will be a big shot this week. Coffee for everyone in the office. A comprehensive victory from the Roosters. Too good for the Bulldogs at Bankwest. They've beaten them 42 points to six. Oh, the curse oh. here on NRL teams continues. You said Teddy for a double last week and uh, he was ruled out with coronavirus scare. He had a high temperature. Yeah. Now Aidan Tolman's done and the Bulldogs are done. Yeah, see, but my... Prediction was based on the. I know the Bulldogs are Sunday afternoon football specialists. Yeah. Oh, See, the game got moved to Monday night. And so the, the bet should have been null and void. My prediction should have been null and void. Aiden Tolman ruled out a tough week with yeah. the coronavirus. Yeah. The, everyone having to get tested. It's, it's yeah, it's and, not fair. And but I, 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 I put credit where it's due. I did get everyone. 
coffee. You did. Well, yes. And uh, Teddy scored three, not two, so you lost on a technicality. I was going to say uh, for Robbie to make a donation to the Mark Hughes Foundation, which he will do anyway, but he did bring his coffees in, so hats off to him. Yeah. Uh, we're pushing towards a $2 million target for the Mark Hughes Foundation. It's round six, been here for brain cancer round this week, so make sure you get on board. Uh, Robbie, your top three players for this weekend. Yeah, my three points went to James Tedesco. He was outstanding last night. Uh, my two points was Nathan Brown, who I thought really turned the game for the, for the Eels, and uh, my one point went to Cody Nicarima, who played himself back into some form. And what about you, Noddy? Yeah, I had one point for Latrell Mitchell, obviously starting to find his, his feet at fullback. Uh, two for Cameron Smith, the masterclass, and James Tedesco also was my three points. Just absolutely blew the dogs away too fast, too quick. But um, what Penrith will have to do this weekend is control the halfback dummy half called Cameron Smith, Zach. In the, uh, he'll, well, we'll have to wait and see whether you spend some time at seven. Uh, let's take a look at the leaderboard for our NRL team's MVP. Oh, no, we won't, actually. But Benji Marshall, surprisingly, oh. he leads the way on our NRL team's MVP uh, leaderboard with seven votes ahead of Teddy, Kalen uh, Ponga and uh, Tommy Turbo on six. All right, the teams are in for round six. Let's push on to see the first matchup of the round in Beanie for Brain Cancer round. The Knights up against the Broncos. A big in for the Knights. Lachlan Fitzgibbon bolsters their back row stocks. A 26-year-old returns after injuring his hamstring at training in the lead-up to round three. That forces Aidan Guerra back to the bench. With Katoni Staggs missing for up to a month, Corey Oates heads back to the wing and that pushes Herbie Farnworth to the centres. Skipper Alex Glenn returns from his second stint on the sideline this year. He's in an all-new look back row with Tavita Pangai Jr. Uh, returning after serving a four-match suspension. Joe Offahangawi drops back to the bench and it looks like Reese Kennedy will miss out. Brand new Bronco, Isaac Luke has been named on an extended bench after heading north from the Dragons over the weekend. Noddy, the Knights were competitive against the Storm, but did the loss come at a good time given they'd been on a roll, but it's a reminder of what they need to get to if they're going to compete for this premiership? Yeah, I, I thought they played real, or really bad the first 20, 25 minutes against the Melbourne Storm, and that's, that's when the game was over. You know, it was a Smith masterclass, it was a Melbourne Storm come up and, 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 and blow them away early, but it's a reality check as well. It's only, you know, we're round five. We're up to round six now. They've been flying high. They're undefeated. They'd, they'd won some, some tough encounters. And they, they got a, a, pretty much a football lesson. And, and in the NRL, you've got to start well. You've got to be desperate. You've got to fight tooth and nail. There's no week where you can just turn up and roll through the motion. So a bit of a reality check, but the, I think they'll get back on board. I think the previous weeks probably caught up with the Knights a bit. You know, they went through that extra time game against Penrith, came out all fired up against a really strong Canberra side and yeah. blew them off the park. And I think it was just... The effects of those two big weeks really hurt Newcastle on the weekend. OK, uh, Katoni Staggs out for up to a month. A big blow for the Broncos. Five tries in four games so far this year, Robbie. Who becomes yeah. the Broncos' spark in attack? Look, I watched the Broncos on the weekend and you know, we all know how strong their forward pack is. You know, really big, powerful forward pack. But you know, they're going sets of sixes without the halves getting their hands on the ball until last play. Um, I think the halves need to step up and take control. Like... The Roosters are so good at it where they play that flat and fast game, but then the awareness of their halves to get the ball in their hands once they've generated ruck speed, whereas the Broncos aren't really doing that. They're generating ruck speed, but then the halves aren't getting their ball on the hands. So I really want to see Milford and Brodie Croft really take control of that team, get their hands on the ball a lot more. Once, once they get that ruck awareness of a quick play of the ball, 
get the team and get on board. Noddy, Tavita Pangai Jr. will help with the quick play of the yeah. ball. Alex Glenn helps with experience. Is this a chance for the Broncos pack to remind us or what all the hype is about? Well, they'll, they'll certainly have the experience because I thought they they had the game won against, Man, uh, against Manly last week. Unfortunately, their experience let them down that last 15 minutes when the game was on the line. So Tavita Pangai Jr. offers a bit of second phase. He, he breaks tackles. He makes line breaks. But as you said, Robbie, so much reliance goes to the forwards. The forwards are star-studded. And Stag's been out. Stag's reminds me a lot of a James. Roberts, where you can chuck him the ball and he can do yeah. something on his own. There's, there's no help around him. So experience will help, but they, the kids are where the, the kids in the, the one six seven nine are the four positions that are the spine, they say, in their side, and that's where they're lacking big time. You yeah. just mentioned Jimmy the Jet. Will he line up for the Rabbitohs this weekend on Friday night? Well, uh, we'll have to wait and see. They're up, of course, against the Warriors. Uh, Wayne Bennett has named an unchanged uh, lineup for this match. For now, James Roberts has been named on the reserves list. He's yet to play a game since the season resumption as he tries to prove to the supercoach that he is fit. The Bunnies will want to make sure Friday night is a memorable one for Cody Walker, who plays his 100th NRL game. Let's look at the Warriors. Finally, some reprieve for Stephen Kearney as things settle down on the injury front for the Warriors. The coach has named the same 17 they got the job done against the Cowboys and the Warriors could be boosted by the return of David Fusatua, who hasn't played uh, since the NRL returned on May 28. Now, speaking of the super coach, here's what he had to say about Latrell Mitchell after their win against the Titans. Well, the, the, position, the position suits him. You can't have the amount of skill he's got. Put it in the front line because everybody can mark up on you pretty well and, I mean, did a great job at the Roosters as a centre, but he's going to do a better job at fullback than he'll do at centre. The only opinion that matters at his stage of his life is mine. I love Wayne Bennett, <laughs> and I love it that he just calls it as it is. But is he is that the super coach going into bat for his star that's been under pressure, or does the super coach make a super point? I think he's starting to make a point. Look, we, we said at the start of the year that it was going to take take Latrell time. He, he had a disrupted off-season. He, uh, he was behind the eight ball from the start. You know, he wasn't fit enough to play fullback round one. We saw that when he was getting interchanged. He wasn't playing a full game. But now he's looking fitter. Uh, he's looking like he's got his timing back. His, his hands are back. You see some, some of the passes that he came up with there are really silky. So his skill's coming back. And that all comes back to timing. And, and, just, and you can't get that through training. It's about playing games. And now what, we're five rounds into the season and he's finally starting to look comfortable there. The other thing is, if you're playing, if, if you're a left centre, you're just fixed as a left centre. The only thing you practice is what happens on the left side of the field. So the fact he gets to play fullback now, he gets to play both sides of the field. Does he want the ball? He can get the ball. If he doesn't want the ball, he doesn't have to be a part of it. He's got great vision, great hands, wonderful kicking game. So I, I think Wayne is correct. Don't forget Wayne was pretty clever with a guy called Darren Lockyer that played really good fullback, but then obviously become a very good 5'8". So done it a bit different, but he's made some pretty good choices, Wayne, over his, what, 40-year coaching oh, rate? I cannot yeah. Uh, yeah, say anything wrong with that. Of course yeah. he has. He's uh, the super coach for a reason. Now, what about the Warriors? Tohu Harris, he's got the experience on one edge. Eliasar Katora brings the, uh, the youth on another. Yeah. Is that a dangerous prospect for teams coming up against the Warriors? Yeah, and you, you definitely need to have good back rowers to defend really well. They're the link between the middle and the edge. Uh, powerful runners, good ball players, a bit of late footwork. So, yeah, uh, you know, and if they're able to get, um, as you said, Fusatua back, Fusatua starts the sets off so well for them. So if you're able to get some momentum, and then you can get the ball to the edge and you've got edges isolating little halfbacks. Well, that's, that's certainly a win that's going to be in favour of the bigger guy. I think for me, the Warriors this year, they're going to rely so much on their completion rates. Uh, their game management at the moment is really good. Guys like 
Um, you know, Blake Green, he's kicking games on point, but the Warriors are such a big team. With these new rules, they're going to really struggle if they're not holding on to the ball. And the two games they've won, they've completed over 90%. And they're giving themselves a chance. I think they've got to do that again because if they don't do that this year, I think they're going to be one of those teams that really struggle if they're not getting their fair share of ball. Well, I can't wait for this match on a Friday night at Campbelltown Stadium. The Penrith Panthers against the Melbourne Storm. And some good news for the Panthers. Dylan Edwards will make his first appearance of the year after ankle and hamstring injuries hindered his start to 2020. Caleb Aikens is in jersey 21 as cover. In a big blow, though, Kurt Capewell will miss at least 10 weeks after requiring surgery on a knee injury. Liam Martin starts in Capewell's place with Billy Burns returning to the bench. Let's look at the Storm. Winger Suliasi Vunivalu will bring up his century in the NRL on Friday night. Christian Welsh has been named to start, although he traded places with Brandon Smith ahead of the night's match. Jerome Hughes is in Jersey 20 and is an outside chance of returning from a broken hand. Melbourne are still without big man Tui Kamakamika due to a back injury. As it stands, the club is unsure just how long the prop will be sidelined for Robbie. The Panthers led the Newcastle Knights 14-0 last week against the Eels. They led 10-0. Is it a worry for Ivan Cleary's men that they can't ice the cake when it's there to be? Oh, I think so. There's been a bit of a trend there with, with Penrith. They've been struggling to come up with points and we've commented on yeah. the fact they didn't have a, full, a ball playing fullback and all of a sudden now they've got Dylan Edwards back in the side. So, look, I think he'll probably bring another dimension to their team. But, look, I, I think it is a bit of a concern that their attack can be very predictable at times. Uh, it's almost like just let's give the ball a kick out and see what he can do and uh, not much else other than that. So, um, look, I'm interest, interested to see how Edwards fits into that structure this week and what he can bring to the team now that they've got a bit of ball-playing ability coming out uh, from the back. Melbourne Storm, a big test for the Panthers this weekend. As I said, Craig Bellamy started Brandon Smith in the middle. Why would he do it? And do you think he's been named on the bench this week? Yeah. Do you think he'll do it again this week? Oh, there's probably two reasons. Brandon Smith just goes 100 mile an hour. And because of his late footwork, he wins to play the balls. And then what that allows you to do is that when there's a bit of fatigue to the opposition, then it allows the big boppers to come on and, and create more momentum through the middle of the park, which then gives Cameron Smith more time to ball play and make some decisions. So um, I thought they were really good in Melbourne last week. I thought they reminded us uh, they've been a bit scrappy, I think, in their attack. The key to this game is certainly the forward battle. If you can stop Melbourne's forwards, then you can contain them because you stop Smith. The back line for the Melbourne Storm isn't as potent as it used to be in the old days. Not quite as as much force coming at you. So stop the middle, go a fair way. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Nathan Cleary play week two in resumption because you've got an idea of the style of football now. Mm. Halfbacks get over the advantage line. Uh, I think it's a big occasion for him to have a big night out. Does Nathan Cleary have to change the way he plays because he's a very structured halfback? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Look, I, look he is, but as we mentioned, I think his best asset is running game. Uh, he's not really there to like, organise. And you've got Appy there at number nine as well, which takes the pressure off uh, Nathan having to organise all the time. So, look, I think his running game will evolve. Oh, I thought he was good last week, uh, Nathan, his first game back, and I think it will just continue to get better. OK, uh, we've got the Titans against the Dragons to kick things off on Saturday afternoon. This one's at Suncorp Stadium. He only arrived at the club this week, and it appears as if Corey Thompson will be rushed straight back in to the NRL to make his Titans debut. The former West Tiger 
has been named at fullback with Philip Sammy moving to the wing and Brian Kelly shifting to the centres. Thompson's addition is a timely one with Dale Copley set to miss a couple of weeks with an ankle injury. Veteran prop Jared Wallace still can't force his way into the 17 while Shannon Boyd isn't in Justin Holbrook's 21 at all. A win brings some stability to St George Illawarra's lineup. Paul McGregor has made no personnel changes for round six. James Graham has been named at lock with Trent Merrin on the bench, although the pair traded places ahead of their victory over the Sharks. Ben Hunt remains on the bench while Tristan Saylor comes into the 21, despite rumours surrounding his future with the Red V. Uh, Robbie, uh, Paul McGregor started Ben Hunt on the bench last week. He's done it again this week. Is that the best position for him where he is in his career at the moment? I think so. I think he's obviously been under pressure. Uh, there's a lot, been a lot of knives out for, for Ben Hunt at the moment. And I think starting him off the bench just takes him out of you know, that pressure for the first 20, 30 minutes of the game. Then you're throwing him in at number nine where he's getting his hands on the ball. Uh, yeah, he's playing eyes up. He's running when he wants to. Uh, it's getting him into the game a lot more. Uh, and I, I, I love him as a number nine. And I thought he played some really good footy there on the weekend. So... I wouldn't see why they change it right now. Sometimes players, even though he's been a halfback for his fair, most of his career, sometimes players can't manage the game plans and, and want to be the main star. So that dummy half role suits him perfectly because yeah. he runs when there's one marker or quick play the ball. If there's two markers in their set, he just passes and yeah. takes away a lot of his responsibility. Yeah. So that's the change that they have to stay f- forever. And James Graham off the bench was great as well because Trent yeah. Merrin puts a bit of impact in. James Graham comes on when they're a bit of fatigue. That's the best side of the Dragons could pick and have picked and got they, a win. So They looked a lot more balanced. Yeah. yeah Adam Clune looks like he's going yeah. great for him too. So yeah. Noddy not just said that Ben Hunt will be at nine for, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Do, do you think that is his position going forward? Will well, he return to seven? Well, he could. I think it re- worked really well on the weekend, especially yeah. with the new rules the way they are. And, and Cam McInnes going back to lock gave him an extra dimension yeah. in an attack with his ball-playing ability and his footwork around the ruck. I think it worked really well having Hunt and Cam McInnes both playing at the same time in the middle of the park together. And it really sparked their attack. Do you know what happens, right? Because Ben Hunt's on a million dollars. Everyone thinks that Ben Hunt has to play halfback because they bought him to play half. If Ben, it doesn't matter what Ben Hunt's being paid. You play him the best position he suits your club because you've got to pay him. Well, he's a representative hooker, isn't he? Think he yeah. Australia, Australia, Queensland. Maroons. Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about your mate Corey Thompson? He's headed north, sworn <laughs> yeah. straight in to save the Titans. But on a serious yeah, yeah. note, you are a massive fan of his. So what yeah. difference will he make to this? And group? I'm really disappointed, to be honest, that he's no longer at the Tigers. I, I think, yeah, he's a player that uh, I, I love playing alongside because you knew exactly what you were going to get from him every week, and that was 110. percent He's just a ball of energy. He gives you everything he's got every week, uh, and you love playing alongside those guys. When you're looking at building culture. Uh, which we've spoken about at the Tigers and, and now the Titans. Obviously, Holbrook's up there trying to change the culture up there. I think he's going to do wonders for their, their side up there just for what he brings day in, day out at training and, and on the weekend as well. And I'm really happy for him because he's a Queensland boy. He goes back up to Queensland where he's close to family again. He, you know, he's been to the UK. He's been down in Sydney. He hasn't been home for a long time. So, look, it's great for Tubsy that he gets to move back home. I dare say I'm a little bit disappointed, though, that he's not with us anymore. But um, I can't wait wait to see him back in the NRL this weekend. OK, well, he'll be back. But will Benji Marshall be back for the West Tigers when they take on the Cowboys on Saturday afternoon at Campbelltown Stadium? He was axed last week and the co-captain hasn't been recalled to face the Cowboys. Marshall is in Jersey 18 with Josh Reynolds remaining at 5-8. Michael Maguire has made a few other changes, though. Robert Jennings replaces the injured Tommy Talao on the wing while Luke Garner returns to the back row in favour of veteran Chris Lawrence. Talao has a hamstring injury, but the club hopes he's back next week. 
Uh, Garner has been named alongside Luciano Leilua, who is battling an ankle injury he picked up against the Raiders. Matt Eisenhuth is named on the bench to play his first game of the year alongside Sam McIntyre, who is in line to play his first game of his career. The back rower hails from Port Macquarie and comes in from Ru for Russell Packer, who has been hit with a two-match suspension. Let's look at the Cowboys. And big-name recruit Valentine Holmes will miss his first match since returning to the NRL. He's a big out and isn't expected back from an ankle injury for a couple of weeks. That opens a door for round five, a debutant Hamaso Tabuai Fido to start at fullback. And another rookie comes onto the wing, 21-year-old Keneli Lemulu. Uh, will make his NRL debut on Saturday. Stand-in skipper Jordan McLean is also out for the next fortnight after injuring his calf against the Warriors. So Jason Tamalolo becomes their third captain of the year. Francis Molo has been named to start up front with Ben Hampton, Corey Jensen and Peter Holler. Uh, the fresh faces on the bench were not almost done. <laughs> Ruben Cotter has missed the cut with Tom Gilbert. Uh, also missing after he was hit with a three-match ban. Noddy, uh, has Michael Maguire made the right call around Benji? He shocked us last week. No. Oh, you got the response he wanted last week. Obviously, the Tigers were, were a lot tougher. Um, they were in the contest, and that's what Maguire wanted. wanted the change of attitude. It, it should have got the response, and it did get the response for one week. They've got to beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a rookie side without some of the big stars, and you'd like to think, if you play with that energy and that toughness but with a bit of game smarts, then they win the game against the Cowboys. Harry Grant for 80 weeks, it's a big challenge for him. Rookie kid come in, yeah, uh, 80 minutes is hard. If, if he's able to drop Benji Marshall, then he's able to drop Luke Brooks. I, I think Brooks is the other person that should be under a little bit of pressure about fading in and out of the game. Seven years, I think he's been in the NRL for now. He's got plenty of hype, but uh, I, I think there is a possibility to have Benji Marshall somewhere in the side. Reynolds off the bench. And, put, and, and just put them all on notice. Robbie, that man Luke Brooks, yep. you returned to the club in 2018. He finished third in the Daly M count and he was halfback of the year. How do you bring the best out of Luke Brooks? Yeah, look, we, we've seen glimpses of it from Brooksy. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I love Brooksy as a, as a kid. I uh, got all the time in the world for him. But I think, I think not his role. Like the, the time is now for Brooksy to stand up and just say, hey, this is my team. Yeah. I'm going to take this team by the scruff of the neck and I'm going to show us where to go. We haven't really seen that from, from Brooksy. He's not that sort of character, but he's got to become that character. He's got to, you see other halfbacks in the competition, the young halfbacks that have gone on to play representative football. As you said, Brooks has been around since, I think, 2013, made his debut, and we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for him to go to that next level. And it hasn't happened yet, but yeah, there's no Benji there. Obviously, I'm not there anymore. The experience, like, say, so he's got... He's the most experienced yeah. player there, other than Josh Reynolds, but Josh hasn't played a lot of football in the last two years, so... Brooksy now becomes that senior player and he's got to play like it and he's got to lead these boys the way he should as a halfback. How do you have, have you seen him play both on the right side of the play the ball? My, my issue yeah. with Brooksy is he just sits on that left side to play the ball because he's a left foot kicker, he's got a left foot step and he can grab it through. I've never seen him catch a ball or rarely catch a ball on the right side to play the ball. And if, that, if you're a genuine seven, you've got to own the whole, whole park. Yeah, well, you'd know, obviously being a seven yeah. yourself, you'd know and... Um, for me, a lot of sevens are too structured these days. Yeah. So they, they stick to their left side and they play. For me, I, I love eyes up football. I love halfbacks that can play left, play right, play what they see. Um, you know, is that the way Madge wants him to play? Um, I'm not too sure what his role is at the moment. But I, I'd love to see Brooksy popping up all over the park yeah. because he, he's so dangerous when he runs the ball and he threatens the line. But we, we need him to do it week in, week out and really just, as I said, take this team by the scruff of the neck because... 
he's been around for a long time, so we can't say he's a young kid. You know, and how many chances does he get? Yeah, he's got to do it, and he's got to do it now. How do you become the player, though, when the game is on the line to go, right, it's my ball? Because someone like Daly Cherry Evans yeah. does it so often for Manly. So if Luke Brooks, we, the talent's there. Yeah. But is it just about putting your hand up and having well, a go? Well, I think so. As a halfback, that's your job. That is your job. When, when the game's on the line or you need something done, he's got to lead from the front. Brooks, he probably hasn't got that in his nature and his temperament. Like off the field, he's, he's sort of that quiet sort of character. But if he wants to be a halfback, if he wants to be one of the best halfbacks in the NRL, he's got to find it. You, you also can't be scared of getting it wrong. Like not everyone gets it right yeah. straight away. You got to be you got to be willing to cop the criticism when it doesn't quite go right. But if by you wanting the ball, you wanting to be in that occasion, you wanting the more you play those big occasions and handle those occasions, you get a, you get better at it. Take Blake Burton for example. Five attempts at field goal a couple of weeks ago in his second game, and his coach applauded him for it. Speaking of a coach, Paul Green said today that Cowboys skipper Michael Morgan will miss four to six weeks from now. So that's an extra couple of weeks. That's a big blow for the Cowboys. Let's take a look at how their spine has taken shape so far this year. Four different uh, makeups in their spine so far this year. A third in three weeks. What kind of Im impact and does that disruption have, Robbie, on a new combination and their ability to build momentum? It does. It makes it very difficult. We talk about you know, consistency, especially in those key positions. Mm. Um, you know, when you, when you have time together and forming and building those combinations, it, it obviously does make things easier. When you're chopping and changing week in, week out, especially with the inexperience, I think it's probably the most inexperienced spine combination by the looks of it. Um, you know, there, there's no one there of experience gu uh, guiding these young guys around as well, uh, which added to the fact that they're chopping and changing week in, week, week out, it makes it quite difficult. Okay, let's push on to the Roosters Eels because this match is uh, talk or being talked up as the game of 2020 so far. Saturday night in Bankwest Stadium, the Roosters, the home team against the Eels, funnily enough. Uh, let's look at the Roosters lineup. Jared Wairira Hargreaves returns from a back injury to pack down in the front row alongside 250 gamer Jake Friend. The co-captain is the only is only the fourth rooster uh, to reach that milestone with the one club. Sam Verrills is back on the bench while Satili Tupanua and Mitch Orbison fall outside the top squad. Let's look at the Eels. Brad Arthur has been forced to make one change as the Eels chase a 6-0 start to a season for the first time in the club's history. Kane Evans has accepted a one-match ban, so Oregon Confuci is the fresh man on the bench. Just a quick shout-out to their skipper, Clint Gutherson, who took the field ahead of the Panthers' uh, match. He lost his grandfather in the lead-up to that match, and uh, Greg was late to rest today, so thoughts with the Gutherson family. Robbie, uh, last night the Roosters took on the Dogs, a day later than what they were meant to. Will that have any impact on the Premiers? Well, I don't think so. You know, teams are so good now with their recovery, and uh, you know, it's a five-day turnaround, so it's, it's, it's not something that they're not used to. Um, and they'll be up for it. They're playing against our red-hot parasite at the moment. Uh, it's a match of the round, obviously. Uh, when you're looking at both sides, both premiership favourites, I think. Uh, so it's going to be a great contest on Saturday night. A couple of tight turnarounds there for the Roosters, though. Yeah, there is. Yeah, but as Robbie said, like we're, they've got you know professional organisation. They are expected to have long turnarounds, short turnarounds. The coaches know how to manage it. They, they they look at their load all year, not just for a week in week out scenario. So, as a player, I love short turnarounds. You don't train. It's, it's the best. Yeah, no, you, 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 do, you, you play on a Monday night, you've got recovery on a Tuesday, then you generally have Wednesday off. You might have a light run on the Thursday yeah. or the Friday and you're into another game. It's the best. It's and, perfect. And 
they'll be ready for it because this, you know, the Roosters are absolutely flying. So there's no way they go to Parramatta knowing that Parramatta aren't going to be up for the game. Yeah. Parramatta are the benchmarks at the moment. They're leading the competition. They're five from five. Uh, this is the challenge I think we're all waiting for to see if Parramatta can handle the challenge. I don't know if they will, but I, I think this is the, de- the best challenge. The Roosters are playing faster than anyone in the competition. It, it's insane how quick they're playing over the advantage line, quick play the ball, which makes Tedesco even more dangerous, puts the defence under more pressure. All the hype that Parramatta have been getting will be challenged this weekend. Yeah, that man, James Tedesco, is uh, benefiting big time from the rule changes, and his stats from against the Bulldogs were enormous. Three tries, two try assists, two line breaks, five line break assists, 10 tackle breaks and 231 run metres. Now, this might seem a little bit strange on the surface, but does Mitch Moses hold the key to stopping Teddy? Not physically himself, but he's good mates with him and knows his game inside out. Well, he's also going to have to kick the ball very well because it'll be where you give the ball over to the Roosters is going to determine how much set starts they get, whether the back five get on a roll or whether they're catch standing still. Um, it's just his footwork. He gets he gets the forwards isolated one-on-one and a lot of the... The, the metres and line breaks that Tedesco does is sort of more through the middle, more than way on out wide. But they're going to have to be good Parramatta. They're going to have to give them nothing, high completion rate, kick to the corners, um, scramble defensively. Dylan Brown, I think, is a huge key also for Mitchell Moses because Dylan Brown, you talk about the best defensive team in the Roosters. So if Mitchell wants to sort of stand deep and kick to the corner to go with that high completion rate, they'll need to still score points. That's where I think Dylan Brown comes into the game because he's a great runner of the ball. On paper... Most of the Roosters players just edge out the Eels players. So where can the Eels get the edge? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Like, where do you find a weakness in this Roosters side at the moment? Yeah. And as Noddy said, they're playing some outstanding football. They're playing fast. They're playing with a lot of skill. Yeah, I really like what Nathan Brown brought to the Eels last week. Yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, he was a difference in that side. He came on. He plays with that high energy, high tempo. They play off the back. He, he creates so many opportunities for that Parramatta side with his quick play of the ball, with his offload and his energy. His line speed in defence as well is incredible. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that battle in the middle of the park between him and Victor Radley, the battle of the locks. Um, another, another Tigers junior, Nathan Brown. You know, we'll talk about Tedesco, it hurts. Nathan Brown hurts. Oh, Tigers everywhere. But yeah, it's going to be a great, a, a great battle. I think everyone's looking forward to this match. Obviously, top of the table mm. clash. Um, last year's premiers coming up against this year's contenders. Uh, it's going to be a great, great spectacle. Are they contenders? Are they, have they proven that they're already contenders or do they have to really take it to the Roosters this weekend? Both. They, they, yeah. I think they proved that they're contenders and they were there and thereabouts last year and they, they, they faded out. They're consistent again this year. They're even proved they need to win this game or just lose with, with great, a great football plan. Don't, the Roosters are back-to-back premiers. They didn't just become the premiers overnight. It took years. It takes you years to build for a premiership. Premiership teams statistically are built off the back of your defence. Mm. And so far this year, Paramount have been so strong defence. Yeah. I've been really impressed with their defence. But this is obviously their biggest test. On Saturday night, will their defence hold up against a red-hot attacking side like the Roosters? We'll have to wait and see. Of course, this game is shaping to be the match of 2020 so far. You can watch it on Foxtel, KO, Sky New Zealand or using the Telstra Live Pass across the NRL network. Let's move to another mouth-watering matchup on the weekend. Sunday Arvo footy, the Raiders against the Seagulls at Campbelltown Stadium. They got the win for their coach in his 400th, but Ricky Stewart has made a few changes to the green machine this weekend. Dinamis Louis misses the 17 with Sia Soliola moving back up front as Corey Horsburgh returns at lock after a bout of gastro. We finally get to see Hudson Young back in the NRL 
for the first time since round 25 last year after he was hit with an eight-match ban for eye-gouging. Sticky's decision to go with four forwards on the bench sees Bailey Simonson miss selection. Let's look at Manly. No Marty Tapao and no Moses Sawley with both players picking up hand injuries. Adam Fenor Blake returns to the starting side in Tapao's place with Brendan Elliott uh, to play his first match in 2020. Curtis Sirenen is a solid inclusion in the back row alongside Joel Thompson who announced this week he is leaving Manly for St Helens at the end of the year. Morgan Boyle is on the bench, while George Tafua isn't expected back until next week due to a quad injury. Uh, Robbie, uh, George Williams lit up the league against the Storm a few weeks ago. He's been quiet in the last couple of weeks. If you're Ricky Stewart, one of the game's greatest halfbacks of all time, what's your message to him? You no doubt want to get him in the game when the going gets tough. I wouldn't panic. I think as a team, Canberra's probably struggling in the last couple of weeks. They're... They've been off the boil a bit uh, two weeks previous against the Knights. Um, on the weekend, they were pretty poor against the Tigers. They really struggled with their attack. Um, you know, they looked pretty disjointed, didn't look themselves. So, look, I think George Williams' game is probably a result of the team's game. Um, so, look, I wouldn't be too concerned at this stage. I wouldn't be losing too much confidence. And uh, personally, I think Canberra will be back at their, their best this week. Uh, both sides have started poor in, in, in some matches in 2020. Like, you think about Manly. Manly have been able to win the games near the end through Cherry Evans' great management yeah. or wanting the football when the game was on the line. M- Melbourne got blown off the park by the Raiders two or three weeks ago when George Williams was the star. Like Everyone yeah. said, who the hell's George Williams? Because they started well and they got on the front foot. Yeah. So I think for both these sides, I think it's going to be a really close game. It's hard to pick. I'm probably leaning in favour of Canberra because of Manly's outs. But yeah. the first 20, 25 minutes of the game is going to be so important for both coaches and both sides. Because once you get in front and you get that consistency, that's when your game gets all set up. Manly do have a couple of, of big outs in uh, to power. Yeah, huge outs. And uh, Moses Sully, both destructive ball runners. Is Manly's depth a worry for Des Hazler this year? Oh, they get the Tigers junior in, in uh, Curtis Sirenen, so I thought that would be and good Paseca. for And <laughs> in the front row now as well. There's Tigers everywhere. Uh, I, I think keep them. their depth is challenged. Um, yes, it's unfortunate. You know, but I think most clubs at the moment, we don't forget there's no New South Wales Cup running around either. So a lot of these guys that you'd be expected to come in and play first grade when there's an injury or something, these guys haven't had a game. So you're challenging your depth. You're challenging their match fitness. Um, mm. We... We thought it was a big issue for Manly. They needed to have all their players on the park. And as you said, they're Marty Tapao. He certainly looked like he was in a fair bit of pain. They said he was an outside chance of playing this week, but going off those pitches, I didn't think he was he was ever a chance. Curtis Sirenen is a big in. But let's uh, look at this great modern-day rivalry. So uh, since 2017, some great battles. Manly have won five of six matches against the Raiders since then. And four of those matches that they've won have been by less than four four points or less. Keep that in mind. Their next uh, run, they've got uh, over the next month after Manly, they've got the Eels, Storm and Roosters. Robbie, a tight win against Manly, which they haven't had for some time. What will it do for their confidence ahead of those big matches against the Eels and Storm and Roosters? Yeah, it'd be huge. As I said, I think uh, they've struggled the last couple of weeks. I think they need to get back on track and get their confidence back in their game and uh, the fact that Tapao and, and Sully are out this week, I think, presents Canberra with a really good opportunity uh, to, do, to do just that. All right, uh, let's turn our attention to the last game of the round. It features the Sharks under some pressure and also the Bulldogs as well. Sunday night, 6.30pm at Bankwest Stadium. Uh, for the Sharks, Matt Moylan is a chance 
of returning from his latest hamstring setback, but will be wearing jersey 21 if he does. Jack Williams has been named to start with Toby Rudolph on the bench with and Sifa Talakai and Royce Hunt also alongside him. Scott Sorensen and Connor Tracy drop off while Bryson Goodwin is named in the reserves after joining the club after leaving the Bunnies this week. Let's look at the Bulldogs. Remus Smith returns to the centres after serving a one-match suspension. Jake Avarillo moves to the wing with Renoff Tuamanga starting for just the second time in his 19-game career. Suaso Su drops back to the bench where he finds himself alongside Kerrod Holland who replaces Morgan Harper as the Bulldogs' utility option. As expected, Aidan Tolman isn't in the 21-man squad after his coronavirus scare over the weekend. He is in quarantine. Uh, Robbie, Matt Moylan. We, I don't know if we jinxed him or not, but we spoke about his hamstring injury and didn't know about it last week. Where do you play him if he is fit? I think off the bench. Uh, I, I don't think his body is up to playing 80 minutes at the moment and doing it consistently week in, week out. So, look, for me, I think you, you probably take him out of the initial um, clash of the game, 20, 30 minutes, and then inject him afterwards, uh, maybe in the halves, you know, maybe in a roving role, throw him at fullback, I'm not too sure. But... It's, it's quite a concern that these, especially these soft tissue injuries, keep happening and they happened last year for him as well. And when you've got a star player like Matty Moreland, you need him on the field week in, week out and then just not getting that out of him and his body at the moment. Okay, a uh, bit of pressure on their, their coach and John Morris after their match against the Dragons. He highlighted a few areas that the club has, I guess, had problems with. If you're a player and you're hearing that, does it give you an out, Noddy? Oh, it, it gives you a reason to think that it, we're, we're a rebuilding football club. It's okay. We've got these issues. We're, we're rosters a bit poor because of salary cap. Uh, I, I think I think the players wouldn't not they wouldn't like hearing. I think the players. I remember speaking to a lot of the players before round one. They were really confident they're going to have a good year. So I think internally they back themselves really highly and believe that they are. You know, and don't forget Cronulla haven't missed the top eight for about seven or eight years. They've been a top five side for a couple of occasions and won a comp four years ago. So. They don't see themselves anymore as that rebuilding little brother anymore. So they see themselves as a powerful club. So that's a coach that woke up probably in the weekend to some news of Eddie Jones, left field signing, uh, about he's under pressure and that they played extremely poor. So it's a, it's a rookie coach. It's uh, 18 months into a three-year deal that's they're not winning. Robbie, uh, Kieran Forum, great to see him back in action. Two games back-to-back yep. returning to form. But when you see him return to form, do you think, oh, how good would it be, be to see Corey Harawira Naira alongside him. It looks like they're missing him. Yeah. Obviously, he had to be let go by the club, but who can replace him on the edge and give him the spark? Look, Is I there th- anyone in their current roster that can Yeah, do? I'm not too sure what they got outside the team they're picking at the moment. Uh, to be honest, I, I've really liked what Adam Elliott's brought to the side in a ball-playing role in the middle of the park. Uh, I thought he's given him an extra dimension over uh, the last couple of weeks with the way they've altered their attack to play off him a bit. Uh, and then you've got Foran, who, as a half, takes the ball to the line, Puts his body in the line every time, and, the, and that was something the Bulldogs really struggled with without him. You had you had halves like Cogger and um, Lachlan Lewis who play early, and they weren't really threatening the line. Whereas now with four in there, he's a genuine threat every time he's got the ball in his hands. They would have got some good service from Joe Stimson that they'd got out of the Melbourne Storm system, yeah. back row and all that. But unfortunately, he's he's had sh- shoulder surgery and won't play all year. So uh, something to make him better. Then, unfortunately, the, in rugby league, there's no. There's, you can't pick what luck you get. He what, misses the year. What about Luke Thompson? We've heard plenty about him. He's heading over from the UK to sign or play with him in the next uh, few weeks. Will he get the best out of... Well, If you're a current Bulldogs forward, you're going, hang on a minute, this guy could come and take my spot. Will he bring the best out of the other forwards there? Well, I think so. When there's competition for spots, it brings out the best in everyone. And 
Uh, yeah, he's an international forward. Yeah. He comes over here with big raps. He's going to have a point to prove himself. Um, so I think he's going to add great value uh, to this Bulldog side. And, and another kid I wanted to mention, I, that Jake Avrillo, who's been, been moved around. He's played a few positions, but he just looks like leverage. He's got some great footwork on him. He looks like a, a really good mover. Uh, he, he looks like he's got some points in him, and that's something that the Dogs have really missed over the last couple of years. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he, uh, he evolves over the next uh, month or so. All right, we can't wait for all the action in Round 6. You can watch it on 9, Foxtel, KO, Sky New Zealand, or using the Telstra Live Pass across the NRL uh, network. Of course, we are wearing the beanies uh, this week ahead of uh, Beanies for Brain Cancer Round. We're in our fourth year as the NRL partnership with the Mark Hughes Foundation. All money is to go towards trying to uh, find a, a, a cure, I guess, and fund research for brain cancer. Uh, $25 for a leopard or black beanie, $20 for a kids. Head online to the Mark Hughes Foundation website to buy a beanie or see which selected IJ and Lowe stores are selling them. Uh, Noddy, it's, it's a great cause and yeah. it's great that footy's back because it means we can celebrate this round again. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, with a few fans getting to go back into the game, we were unsure how it was going to sit. I, I actually did a podcast with Mark Hughes last Thursday and he, he spoke about all the money that's been raised, all the research that's going into it, uh, the, great, the great things that he's doing. And obviously, his former front row partner, Chief, the Chief's on the foundation and helps a lot when they do their, their treks and their, their tours together. Robbie, you said last week how special it was for you because your yeah. 300th game was during last year's Beanies for Brain Cancer round. Definitely, and um, obviously I'm, I'm close friends too with Richie Callender, who, as we all know, his, his brother Matt Callender was taken by this terrible disease as well. So, um, you know, I think everyone in some way or form has been affected by um, you know, brain cancer or whatever cancer it may be. So it does hit close to home. So let's, as, I, as I said last week, let's all get behind it, raise as much money as we can and try and do something uh, in the future to try and find a cure for this disease. As I said, they've got 150,000 beanies to sell and they're going like hotcakes, so make sure you head to the Mark Hughes Foundation website. Uh, Robbie, you've been working on this for the last 35 minutes. What is your prediction for round six? We've, no we've, cursing, please. We've got 200 gamers this week, Cody Walker and Vunavalu, both try scorers in their milestone games. Okay, I like that a lot. Noddy? Well, I got Latrell Mitchell scoring two or more tries, so I think the fullbacks are the beneficials of the new rule. We might get home games soon. All venues could reopen. Ooh, scoop. A little scoop. And I think what Parramatta might use this weekend on the notice board will be Bailey bagging them for them not being as good as How the Roosters team. Any predictions? How many predictions? Motivation. Motivation is Bailey he's bagging just Parramatta. Three darts. He's throwing three darts. Three darts. And so they're, all, they're all going which way and every way. They're all miss. Trial and error. I will not Two be on the big screen of Bankwares. Like, oh, no, Pick one. Players. Which, which one? Latrell will score a double. We'll get home games back soon. Okay. All right. And the little Bailey's a little just dabbing in the back. A little, <laughs> little, little stab in the back. Take, take, the, take the knife out. Take the knife <laughs> yeah. out. Oh, you start the show. We're I, not going to finish the show. Okay. Really. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> we better get off air soon. But first, uh, remember to tune in next Monday for Inside the NRL. Katie Brown, Michael Chamis, and Jamie Soward uh, from... Uh, uh, on next Monday on NRL.com. Uh, make sure you check out yesterday's episode on NRL TV. As I said, uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. In the meantime, grab a beanie. They look great on the guys. Uh, everyone enjoy your footy this weekend, and we'll see you next Tuesday.